fucking OBS. Here, this creepypasta. Fucking OBS. <laughs> <laughs> I hit record, and it literally took two seconds to finally start recording. And it totally just missed that awesome bit from us. Dang it. I you guys OBS. were so much more funnier than you think we are. <laughs> Welcome back to the Space Audio Collective, episode two of Spooktober. Welcome back. I hope you liked last week's episode. Insert um, spooky noises here. You want a spooky noise? Here is a spooky noise for you. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> oh, man. Can you actually imagine if there was a time machine, you would, you would literally be scared as fuck. You don't know what point, even if it says where in time you're going, you don't know what the hell is going to happen when you finally get there. Like, Marty... Should we say spoilers for a damn near 30? A movie that is old as us by this point. Um, I feel like you can still say spoilers for those youngins who have yet to experience the glory that is Back to the Future. Um, it's so very... It's... I mean, I feel like that would... Or that could be classified as a horror film. For sure. I mean, um, Marty almost did almost um bang his mom. Well, uh-huh. so yeah, that is a horror. Found out his dad was a peeping tom. Oh yeah, played by Crispin Glover. Glover. Yep, Crispin yep. Glover. Who's creepy? In him, who's creepy himself? Just yeah, he was really good as what was that one rap movie he did? Willard. Willard, yeah. Oof, just oof. Um, go to Collider on YouTube. He tells his whole entire story of what happened during the production of Back to the Future One and Two, and what happens to it. What happens that? To him. Okay. Okay. The whole production of Back to the Future 2 is a horror story in and of itself. Like, not only the way they done dirty uh, Crispin Glover, Mm -hmm. but um, also how badly they fucked up that one stunt woman. um, And still kept that stunt in the movie, even though she was horrifically injured and, like, almost died. And in Back to the Future 3, uh, Michael J. Fox almost died by literally the scene where he's being hung. They really hanged him. They they miscalculated, and they held on to him on that scene for, I forgot how many minutes. That, uh, let's just say if it, was two, yeah. if it was any minute longer, that would have been an on-screen kill of an yeah. actor. So, two and three, definitely a horror show. Behind the scenes, horror show. But, oof, spoiler alert. Um, so, when Marty makes it to, nine, to the 1930s. Um, 50s. 50s. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, that old dude on the Twin Pines farm 
pulled out his shoddy Bugatti double barrel at that. <laughs> Good thing Marty moved out the moved the hell out the way. That would have been his ass. Whew. Yeah. That double barrel shotgun. Or in the Evil Dead context, boomstick. Mm-hmm. Yes. To, to which we both did not put any of the Welcome back. Um, this is Spooked, like I said before, Spooktober, episode two. Um, it's the Benita and Desi show. I'm glad you caught yourself, like, reining yourself in there. Yeah. See, we're getting better. We're getting a little bit better. Um, apologies for last week's episode. That was very. That was a very chaotic episode. Very, that chaos rain. It was very chaotic. Um, we hope we didn't scare any new listeners off. And if we did... Eh, you didn't pass the vibe check, but <laughs> I probably scared them off with my fervent desire for them to watch those movies, and I have even more movies for you guys because and there's a lot of good scary movies out there, peeps. In a segment we call Benny's Shop of Horrors. Little shop, little shop of horrors. Um, yes, thank you. Welcome. Um, so with that lovely little theme song, definitely recommending Little Shop of Horrors if you guys haven't watched it yet. Um, I'm gonna recommend both the original from the 1950s because it is that so bad it's good variety. Plus, it is actually uh, Jack Nicholson's first credited role, or he might have been uncredited, but it was his first acting role um, in the original Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, So, definitely check out Baby Jack Nicholson in that one. And then, of course, just the classic from the 80s. The music is amazing. Frickin', um... Rick Moranis, uh, Steve Martin, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, like, so much, just, oh, it's just, it's so good, but the music fucking slaps, the practical effects slap, it's amazing, and you're just gonna be singing and bopping along the whole fucking time, and enjoying it, um, but, if we want to continue with classic movies, I have a good Alfred Hitchcock for you guys, and it's one of his first big movies, or earlier movies, I guess, uh, but it's called The Lady Vanishes, um, and it's a great, like, mind-fucky thriller, like, Kind of like one of the first examples or the earliest examples of like gaslighting where um, people are making this lady think that she's crazy uh, because she gets on this train and she's talking with this one old lady and they're having a great old time and then she falls asleep and when she wakes up the lady's gone. She's like, where'd the lady go? And everyone's like, there's no lady here. And it's just like whole time you're like, is she crazy? Is she not? Like, it's it's good. It's great. I mean, it's from the 30s, so it's going to be a bit dated, but still very much enjoyable. Still really good. Um, solid humor. 
uh, a lot of humor at the expense of Italians. So if you are Italian, I do apologize. This is not like no dick to you guys, but it's a great movie. Um, <laughs> I just like to warn people with the classic movies, like everything that gets made. Well, not everything, but like a lot of things that get made at some point in time. There's going to be problematic things about them because that's just as humans we're problematic. So, just fair warning for obviously like stereotypical like 1930s um, sexism, but then also like some like feminism shit in there. But it's also, I mean, it's Alfred Hitchcock and he was very problematic himself. But anyway. Next, uh, going with the classic Creepshow 1 and 2. Um, these are great anthology movies. And I also highly recommend the new Creepshow show. Is that, is that how I have to say it? But it's on Shudder. Um, we're not sponsored by Shudder, but like, that's a fucking fabulous service if you like horror movies. And the Creepshow series, I think, is just about to release its third season. And it's just, it's so much fun. If you like anthology things, if you like short, scary stories, like Creepshow 1 and 2, but also the Creepshow TV series. Fucking fabulous. And to continue with a little bit of that Stephen King vibe, the original Pet Cemetery. Okay. Not the new remake, because, like, the new remake was, it was fine. It was fine. It wasn't great. Middle of the road. Yeah. But the original one. To which I've seen. That little kid. (laughs) That sweet, angelic, adorable little monster will terrify you just forever. And never have you look at ankles the same way again. Man, don't get me started on that. Just, I was, I'm, I was fine through that whole movie until we got to the ankles. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, obviously, like, I feel like this shouldn't go, like, should go without saying, like, this whole plot of of the movie but like the scene where the little kid dies you're just like oof oof oh uh, this is gonna make me seem very mean but how the fuck are you not paying attention how are you not like and why would you have a picnic next to the highway Isn't that that was where their house was? But still, I so would, it was like the plot point that was like set up like earlier. I know, but still, like logically, you know, I'd be like, "Hey, kids, we're gonna have a picnic in the no, house." No, 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 no. See what you're trying to apply logic to rearing children, and that is one of the most illogical things we're ever gonna do on the planet because kids will drive you fucking crazy, and. Is very easy 
to lose track of said children. That is true. As someone who has who technically helped raise three brothers, as being the oldest. No, no, I no. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Go on to the next move. I'm gonna stop. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm censoring myself. Okay. I'm just saying, like, that's the tragedy of the whole thing. Is like the parents' guilt, them being like, "Oh my god, I fucking like." biggest mistake of my life which Mm -hmm. then leads to the biggest mistake of their life and like oh it's just it's a tragic horror but I'm gonna bring it right back up again with some hysterical horror uh, because this is a good bad movie um that technically falls under the horror category uh but it's just so fucking funny and you guys are gonna enjoy the hell out of it because it's called silent rage and it stars motherfucking chuck norris as um this is gonna come as a shock to many people uh but he plays a sheriff's deputy or the sheriff maybe the sheriff anyway um and he uh, unfortunately has to um, gun down this uh, psycho killer dude person. Um, and they bring him to the hospital and he's like on the brink of death. And of course there's some like mad scientists at this hospital. So they use him as a test subject for their new like drug thing. Which of course has the horrible consequences of making that killer now not able to be killed and he goes on a murdery rampage afterwards and of course only Chuck Norris can stop him and it's so fucking bad it's good like oh it's so fucking funny it's so fucking funny um, question did this come out before mm-hmm. or after RoboCop 2? Uh, this was before. Okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Early it. 80s, I think. Okay. Hold on. Was, Let me... Go check. I'm going to double check. Right. While she double checks, I'm going to throw in Army of Darkness. We're going to bypass our um, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Go straight into Army of Darkness. You're going to get everything you need to know about the first two Evil Dead movies at the start of Army of Darkness. You're going to get Ash in the medieval times with his boomstick trying to get back home while also dealing with evil forces who are trying to take over this castle. And a great scene with him with the Necrocomicon. And he has to say a specific word. And he's just obviously Bruce Campbell. Iconic. Literally just going around the room just look sorry for audio listeners i'm actually looking around the room like i was bruce campbell and he just says the word (laughs) he's like like bro i'm like i would have been like bro there's no black people i even yell at the tv bro there's no black people in medieval times man just say the word yeah you get your pass right here (laughs) that too brada nick too which is actually from um 
uh, originally the day the earth stood still. Ah. Ooh, the original. Fun little. Oh, the original. Fun little side note for you. And uh, Silent Rage came out in 1982. Oh, that is before RoboCop 2. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the history. Um, so, while I do still recommend Silent Rage, if you are one of those people that can only handle bad good movies in, like, short spurts, you know, where you're like, look, I'm not really one for, like, stupid fucking movies. Like, that's fine. That's cool. But if you do ever want to see a movie that is so bad, it's good. You need to watch Kingdom of the Spiders with William fucking Shatner. And it's about a town that gets overrun. By poisonous tarantulas. Now, some of you may be confused because I said poisonous tarantulas because tarantulas themselves are not poisonous. Um, it's the 70s. Kind of just roll with it. They were like, hey, Jaws was a cool thing. What can we do that makes animals even scarier? And they're like, I know. Tarantulas. And, um, yeah. It's, it's about a colony of tarantulas that overtake and murder just a bunch of people in this town. But what's also really funny, um, like funny kind of sad, because this was obviously in the 70s, so there was um, lax laws around filming movies and um, animal cruelty might not have been the same thing. It is today, uh, but so many tarantulas die in this movie. Like, I mean, for real. Oh, like, like, these people are running around, stepping on these tarantulas. Like, they're driving a car, and they run over these tarantulas. Like, like, like tarantulas die like, in this movie. Like, for real. Like, fuck these spiders. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's, like, it's so good, because it's hysterical. Um, like, trying to see William Shatner flirt in this movie is going to have you crying with laughter, because it's just god-awful. Um, but also, Dude Bro from The Shining, um, what was his name? The caretaker one, the poor guy that got the... Harry Belafonte. Axe in the chest. That wasn't Harry Belafonte. Was it? No. Now I have to Google it. I'm doing uh, it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it just... Uh, okay. Okay. He's in it. And... Oh, Scatman Carruthers. There we go. Um, It's just... I want you to go into this movie again as blind as possible like not knowing too much about it other than like a massive amount of spiders die on screen for like no reason um but just 
the joy because the first time I watched this it was on like syndication and I was very young and I was terrified because spiders were still very scary um as a, as a wee baby Benita but now I just I love this movie so fucking much because it's so fucking bad like it brings me such great joy and I just want to share that joy with you guys so final movie this in Benita's little shop of horrors today there's definitely more movies coming but just for today Kingdom of the Spiders William fucking Shatner please watch it and that was Benny's shop of horrors a podcast within a podcast that's a good list um, Thank you. Make sure you put it in our in our in our um, Google Doc so I can put the list in the description of the podcast. Oh yes, can do. Also, I do appreciate you uh, chiming in with the Army of Darkness because that's a great one. Um, I mean, I feel like the Evil Dead movies are just fantastic in general. They they are fantastic. My only I like two than three. I mean. Excuse me. Let me. Yeah, I think two, rating wise, rating wise for me, it's two, three, then one. Um, because one was still trying to be like scary. But it was. Ooh, um, I feel there there was one scene that I felt was too. Now it's problematic. I'm like, and I really don't like it. And that's the one scene I skip over is the woman in the in the tree. The tree, yeah. Mm-hmm. I skip over. Which it. am I scared? I do appreciate I that Sam Raimi has come out and apologized and said like, yeah, that was stupid. So I'm like, good on you, bud. Um, but yeah, number two um, is I think the best one because it's that mix of like. The horror and the humor. Mm-hmm. And then three went full camp humor and very little horror. Um, and then one was like just really trying for horror. So, yeah, like ranking wise, two, three, one. Um, and if you haven't caught on, three is Army of Darkness. Oh, yes. Sorry. No, we can say three. I mean, like, we, we, we're still technically part of this world. I mean, even the um, the Evil Dead TV show counted. That was so good. And I think they're all on Netflix, so I, I can I have all the time in the world to watch it. Yes. Cause, okay. Because um, I was recently was going to I was been trying trying to watch the original Halloween, so I can watch the 2018 version. My brother was like, "How many times have you seen the original version?" I was like, "Too many times to count." He was like, "If you remember the movie verbatim, just go right on to the 2018 version." And I was like, "I could, but I want to watch the first 78 first, then 2018." I, I need that cohesiveness. That's just, mm-hmm. that's, just that's just me. And also, I don't want to spend four dollars to rent a movie that should be fucking already streaming. That makes no sense. And I don't have yeah. Shudder. And I don't have... Because I know it's on Shudder, and I don't own Shudder. It's so good, though. Like, it's so good. Like, I understand cost-wise might not be something a lot of people can get, but, like, it's... Oh! 
like five bucks gives you a month. I think I think it's like five bucks a month. So like you can throw five bucks one month towards it before you cancel it. Like do it. There's so much good shit on there because I have more movies they've done that I'm going to be recommending to you next week. So spoiler alert. So listeners, that's been his recommendation. If you got the five extra bucks for just this month of October, do it. Me, I'm not. And uh, I'm sorry, I can't justify five bucks on. I already have Apple Plus. I've been watching The Foundation. That's a solid sci-fi show. And Lee Pace, damn dude, looks good. Goddamn. Um, I mean, I love Lee Pace, but yeah, I'm not ever gonna get apple plus the only reason i have apple plus i have iphone so yeah um <laughs> i still have netflix and i named it by account and this is uh, this is for you <laughs> uh, i don't think i told you this now the listeners will know this if you're new you now know my account on netflix is called the freeloaders account so good name obviously i have three siblings so, the Freeloaders account. And then I have my own separate account so I can watch what I want to watch. <sighs> that peace of mind. And I have Amazon Prime. Once again, I separated mines from everyone else. And I have Hulu. I once again separated mines from everyone else. I'm cool. I, I refuse to get Peacock because... These assholes took the office, Parks and Rec, and I'm hearing rebels. They're trying to take Psych. I will ride in the streets if they take my Psych. Because I have a tradition every October. Because we are, have, we do have an episode coming up, listeners. Our favorite horror episodes and non-horror TV shows. And Psych has a bunch. So many. Um, and the fact that the main, the lead, James Roday, well, not James Roday anymore, James Rodriguez is a big horror fan, and he's not doing, there's a, a This Is Us type of show on ABC that he does, but also he's still doing Psych shows, Psych movies. He's a big horror fan. He does a lot of horror movies on his free time. Or write horror movies. So it's like, all right, we, you into this shit. So good on him. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I think the only person who's gonna get any, any out, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Who's gonna get the most out of Shutter would be my brother Calvin, because he's more into horror mm-hmm. than I am. Yeah. But I have like. I'm picky and choosy when it comes to horror movies, and I think we—I I think I mentioned that on the last episode. I'm very picky and choosy. So, like, but the one thing I want out of a horror movie, and it's something we've both never seen, an adventure movie, but with horror elements in it. Um, I mean, I feel like Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, like. Had- a lot of horror elements in it. I mean, like from like 
I would say with this Indiana Jones was like going towards the end. I'm talking about like from like start to finish. Like this is like this is this is not a movie. This is not a movie pitch or anything. This is just something I've been like. This has been in my fucking head for like so fucking long. And this is we're close, okay. closer we got to this would be supernatural, but that's just on the TV scale. My this idea I had was, um, you just the basic plot. This so he's a soldier. He's with this group of um, people who work at a museum. They go to the one place you should not be fucking around with. Um, ancient uh, the land from Aztec war. Um, like pretty much Latin culture. You don't fuck with fucking Latin culture. And then their ancestry. And then as soon as they fuck with a specific art um, item, this one person who's your focal point, or you just think, oh, he's just a random soldier, but you get through the whole episode, like the whole movie, he can do certain things, he knows certain like like terms of or, like what's going on, like how to combat an ancient spirit, and when you get to like. And it's full on horror. Like people will get mutilated. He only says like out of out of ten people, he only says like two. Like towards the end of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, you find out like, oh, he's like a modern version of a witcher. And he's he works with like an organization that people that deals with shit like this. And then like okay. the, and then like the next movie can be like a woman is the lead, and you think, oh, she's just an unassuming person, and then once again is like the same thing repeating. And then my end idea was like an Avenger type thing, like these two people, and then then it goes like heart. That TV show, I'm really dating my fucking age by this point. That show, Heart to Heart, like two people who was like who you think are not together, but they're really together. Like these two people, you go through two movies, they're not together, but you realize in this third one, they're a couple, and they badass monster hunters. But it's all set in a horror movie. That was this idea okay. I had. That was this idea I had that I want to hash out. Like a, yeah. like a horror movie where you can sit through. Like, you're going to get your gore. You're going to get your, your jump scares. But something you'd be like, as problematic as the Conjuring movies, the two, um, Vera Farmiga and um, Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson, you love to see these two inter- interact. Like, super controversial of, of Conjuring 3, though, but... You love how they work together. You know, like you know that they're, they're not really a couple in real life, but you feel like yeah. You, but you wish, like, man, I wish you two. They were got a couple. good chemistry. Yeah. yeah, like this is a good, like you said, a good example of good chemistry from two actors. Unlike, yeah. like in like Thor. Oof. Yeah. Hopefully, the chemistry gets turned up in Love and Thunder. Yep. But add a little spark. I stayed on. T- I did a tangent, but stayed on topic in our Spooktober. But we're gonna go right into the video mm-hmm. game section, like we're in blockbuster video. Burn, burn, burn. This is the scariest level in horror in non-horror video games. Oh, and I have a list. I have. Mm-hmm. Technically, I do have two horror video games, but we get to those in a bit. But I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five. Starting at one, Mass Effect, Mission Novaria. 
And everyone's going to be like, what do you mean? When you get to the objective where you need to get to, it plays like you were in Aliens, but except for this is the Mass Effect world. You're dealing with the Rachni. This is the, and if you played Mass Effect 1, if you never played Mass Effect 1, this is your first time. I suggest you get Liara first, do some side quests, then go to Novaria. Because by the end of that mission, it then it turns back into an action game. But this, before it gets towards the end of it, you're dealing with, um, like I said, the creatures called the Rachni. And it's just fucking creepy. They're coming out of vents. They're just coming out of odd places. If you're not even paying attention, they're popping the fuck out. Um, and you get to a specific point, and you're talking to the scientists about how to destroy the arachnid, and all of a sudden, a arachnid bursts through his chest. Holy shit. It was creepy. It freaked me out a little bit when I, for my very first time playing it. I wasn't scared. It was freaky as fuck, because I wasn't expecting this in a sci-fi video game. Like, it was very... Yeah. Like a a horror-esque portion in the game. No one can see that. Yeah. Now, Mass Effect 3, that's just all horror. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to spoil Mass Effect 3, but you'll get there when you get there if you you never played it. Um, Let's jump back and forth. Um, Benita, what's yours? Ooh, okay. Um, because I'm gonna assume we may we may uh, cross pollinate. I'm just gonna assume if we're sticking with Dragon Age and Mass Effect. We might, yeah. Um, so I don't really. Um, have like them ranked really, mm-hmm. but I have what is that? It's not. It's, it's not Four, ranked. Five. It's not really six. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's not. Um, it's not really ranked. It's just more like when I was writing them down. Like, it's not in terms of like how scary it is. It's just like, mm, what's the word? I'm looking yeah. For? It's no. Just, just like based on memory and like, and it's really hard to like pinpoint like certain missions that really. So like I went through. Oh yeah, I went through my save files. I found these motherfuckers. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, first one I'm going to start off with, which you might already have, but I just remember the first time uh, playing this and just being just absolutely terrified. Uh, it's the Raven Home level in Half Life 2. Um, oh, I have never played Half Life 2. Really? Never have. I mean, I guess it's. <laughs> I mean, I still, I still recommend it, but. Um, I, do, I do have Steam. I do have Steam. Um, but it's this one where, like, it's like the game itself is is pretty like light as in like a lot of your stuff is like in the daytime and things like that and so then this one when you get to this level it's just like it's fucking dark it's foggy um because it's like on this coastal town like this old abandoned mining town that you have to get through and it's um oh god okay so it's been a while since i played it but i think it's like 
the first time, so was it Half-Life or Half-Life 2? Anyway, I can't remember because I played at the orange box and so it was sort of all blurring together. Uh, but anyway, um, and it's like, I think the first big time, like, you fully meet the head crabs or see the head crabs in the, the zombies um, that are, like, people that are now infected with the head crabs. It's just the music, the sounds, just the eeriness, because it's very claustrophobic, because, again, it's like an old mining town, so you have to, like, be going through, like, almost like a maze-like thing. It's just, oh, it's so utterly creepy, and I still remember it to this day, even though it's been, like, 500 million years since I fucking played it. Um, but, yeah, it's still, it's still super terrifying to me. And, um, yeah, that's, that's that. Okay. I need to play Half-Life. And Half-Life You should too. totally get the orange box. It's, like, a great fucking deal. I actually... It's like, five games in one. I actually did have the orange box, but I only played, um, Portal. And Portal Two, I didn't ever, I never just never played um, Half Life. And I after I passed Portal and Portal Two, I got rid of it. Yeah, you totally. You should totally play it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> my second one, Dragon Age Two: Bertram's Mansion. Mm-hmm. That one right there. Um, for context, um, you the whole point of the first arc going into arc two, uh, act two of Dragon Age um, two, um, is you're going toward the deep roads and you're finding a a vein of lyrium, which is like a special rock for um, mages, but it's red lyrium and it's literally cursed. I mean, it it enhances magical effects, but also blends the the I was going to say the fey world <laughs> but it's not the fey world is it god damn it god damn it damn it Christian you ain't here but you got me thinking about D&D some bitch um, <laughs> the other plane of existence into our world and is bringing demons and monsters and creatures into our world and which creates hauntings and you get told that in Bertram's mansion, some some spooky shit are jumping off, and you get all these these demons, these monsters, these fire fucking bringing demons, just just waves of fucking enemies coming at you, and you just seeing ghosts and people who used to live in the in the mansion, and depending on the characters you bring with you, your party do react to this stuff. Um, but I do always love having Varric there because Varric is always the one who's like, alright, this is some shit. <laughs> like, some shit is going down. Like, I love Varric's reaction to everything. And, um, for this, so it's a good blend of horror but with some form of levity, once again, depending on who's in your party for Dragon Age 2, for this specific mission. And the difficulty, and the reason why it's on here for horror, the fucking difficulty spikes. In Dragon Age 2 alone, my hand is shaking. <laughs> Who thoughts? 
that's yeah, I think that's a good one. That's a solid pick because that was pretty creepy. And then plus, just like all of Eric's quips throughout the whole thing. Yeah, are great. So yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, thank you. What is your next one? Um, I too have a mission from Dragon Age. Except this one is from Dragon Age Origins, and it's called Something Wicked. And that's where you have to go into the alienage in Denerim, and you run into a Templar named Sir Otto, and he's just like, there's some, like, fucking evil shit around here. Like, look at the signs. And then you have to, like, hunt over the alienage for, like, the signs. And then it leads you to this one abandoned building. And then you go in the building to investigate. And, like, creepy fucking shit's happening. Like, books floating off the shelves, moving behind you. Shit, like, moving. Doors closing. Like, the ambiance, the atmosphere, all so good. To, of course, find out that it's obviously demons are behind it um and it's just it was really good i mean graphically obviously the first dragon age game doesn't really hold up but what? i still think it's very terrifying um what was the name of the mission again spooky and creepy but what was the name of the mission again something wicked Is sorry, I I blanked. I've been asked to make an appearance for something on a Friday, and I don't want to fucking go. And I was sitting here while you were talking, how to get myself out of this. I mean, you could just say no. Okay. <laughs> um, to run it back. God damn it, I hate when people message me when I'm doing something. Is this, this is during the Elven Alienage, right? Um, yeah, so it's like when you make it back to Denerim, like towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. or not then, but like, you know, because for most of the game, the Alienage, you can't get into it yeah. until like such and such time. So it's like when you finally are allowed back into it, that's when this mission happens. The haunted orphanage and dealing with all those people, and then you have the um, Templar, the blind Templar, asking you for help. Yep. Okay, that is that. That was um, what I was gonna have up next, but you already covered it. <laughs> Yay! See, told you we was gonna have something that was gonna cross pollinate. I can never. <laughs> I always, I always have to fucking restart that level because he always keeps on dying before I get to the end. Oh, he always died. like that motherfucker gets impaled. He is he is meant to die. Yeah, he's meant to die at the end, but sometimes he dies before the end. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I've never had that happen. Yeah, that has happened to me. Even replaying it, it still happens. Huh? Oh, it's probably. <laughs> I remember the first time playing it and like not understanding that like. Your AOE attacks can affect your party members. <laughs> Before I quickly was like, I'm going to go into the settings and undo that shit. Okay. I learned that on the first. Well, I think because I had the benefit, of my younger brother got me into Dragon Age. 
so that was like the whole reason why I bought an Xbox was because of Origins and Dragon Age 2 so I think I had the, the added benefit of, like, of air, learning about area effects but still that fucking Templar oh, and also I'm like why are you in the way I have a literal golem right here who can fuck shit up move Shell. Yeah. Shell, everyone. Shit still hasn't gotten better because fucking Iron Bull is still dumb as fuck and just throwing himself in the fray. And I'm like, bro, bro, stop it. Yeah. Now, when I play in Inquisition, I'm the warrior. I have I have Sarah so fucking OP'd. Sorry, Beric, but you get if you get Sarah herself the archer in the, in the game if you get her so op'd in terms of just like giving the best equipment you people i tell you you're gonna get through the game easy all you need to focus on is your your character cassandra who's a good defense sarah who's good on range attacks and then i say dorian i'm not gonna spoil the inquisition but fuck souls hate that motherfucker. You made me your friend, and you betrayed me. I hate you, motherfucker. I can't wait to play Dragon Age 4. Whip. I'm gonna raise the Okay, okay right. we're gonna, we're gonna rein it in. We're gonna rein it in, and you are gonna talk about your next level. Sticking on with Origins, Dragon Age, the Golems of Armor, of Armagorak. That whole mm -hmm. entire mm -hmm. DLC. Holy. That is horror. That is true. That was. I feel that was Bioware's like. You know what? Let's give them an actual horror level. From start to finish. You learn about the dwarves that was in this excavation that, dying, that died. Um, one of the siblings who... It's like different, you did hit a different color, and it takes you, and this, you're in the same area, but it's like it's a different area within the area. And then, mm -hmm. you, then you get to the final boss, which is, I can't believe I fucking passed it. Cause, yeah. Because that is hard, straight up. It doesn't matter if you're playing on the easiest difficulty. It's very difficult. Very difficult. And then it ends with a... Uh, like every horror movie. Oh, you, you think you killed it. But it's still there. Yeah. I also really liked, what was that other DLC they had with the... Is it Warden's Keep? Yes. Because that one was another, like... That had creepy elements to it. Too. Like... Just... Solid DLC from that first game. Yes. Um, this one it's a little bit emotional, but I'll let you go with yours first. Because this one is uh, okay. it, my last Dragon Age one, but it, it, it hits. Okay. Well, I'll um, go with my quickie one that's uh, slightly cheating, because it's not really uh, a level. But I... Uh, did scream um, and it was in the Witcher 3 and that one church 
that had the fucking weeping angels in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, fight your little battle inside the church, you walk out, and then all of a sudden all the statues are staring at you, and you're like, huh. And then you turn away, and then they're looking at you, and they're closer, and you're like, nope, 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 nope. Nope, 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 nope. Just nope, nope, nope. Out of that fucking random ass tiny little church. Nope. 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 I mean, for context, if you have not watched Doctor Who, oh my god, damn it. Even Doctor Who, the last appearance of Amy Pond, and. Oh my god. Which I feel ruined the um, scariness of the angels. Like, again, like a tangent wise, like Stephen Moffat doesn't know how to like keep things cool and awesome. He always has to ruin everything. Just like he fucking ruined them, but whatever, it's fine. I remember, um, well, the good thing about this, coming from that, um, Stephen Moffat is off, well, he's been off, um, the current, um, showrunner, Justin something, is also leaving, but, Jeremy Davies! Chris Chibnall. There we, thank you, Chris Chibnall. Um, Jeremy Davies is coming back, though. Yeah. After nine years, close to ten years, being away from Doctor Who and Torchwood. So. Hope Can't you- wait to have to make me cry again. Hopefully, they're reinvigorated and give us great stories again. Um, like I'm very interested. Is he going to reintroduce Torchwood in the, in this new iteration of Doctor Who? And who's going to play the new Doctor? Because Jodie Whittaker is also leaving. Yeah. Ooh. But that is a conversation for another podcast. Yes, and also I think I, I think it should be beneficial. We should pick our top three episodes of Doctor Who that has horror, actual horror in it. Okay. I think that should be very beneficial for this month is over. Yes. I'm on board with this. I will write this down. Okay. My you say your next level. Mine's is in Dragon Age 2. It is called All That Remains. Um, it's a murder mystery that does end with horror. That does have horror elements. Um, you find out in Act, towards the end of Act 2, going into Act 3, um, a mage is going around and kidnapping and slaughtering women. And it finally makes it away to your protagonist's doorstep. Your mother gets kidnapped. And it is a desperate search to find your mother. When you get towards the end, you find her. But also the mutilated corpses of all the women that were missing. He did all, this person did all of this because your character's mother looks like his wife. The reason why this gets me. Dragon Age 2 came out right around the time my mother's passing. And I land on this mission. Twofold. It was mixed emotions. And this is the first time in any video game. I fucked up the romance option. Based on like, leave me alone. I don't need you 
here to console me. I was like, oh. And I didn't say, and I did the ultimate gaming sin. I did not save it before. So if I wanted to fix that relationship, I had to redo that portion of the level, to which I did not want to do. That will forever be my most horrific moment in a video game history. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Video games, man, they make you think about life. Cause even cause, that's true. Because even Hawk had like, I remember. It doesn't matter which version of Hawk you play as. Is still the message rings true? You did leave things unsaid with your mother, and depending on your own personal life, I'm not judging anyone. I'm not. I'm not gonna do too much of my own life. I felt that with Hulk. I did not get to say certain things to my mom before she passed, so I have to deal with these emotions and these feelings, or until I actually find a therapist. Yeah. So, but I was like. This is why I love the writers for Dragon Age through these Dragon Age games. Yes, Dragon Age 2 has its graphically and structurally its faults. And then one of two things that kind of annoyed me. It still annoys me. And I will, I'll probably throw that in with um, horror tropes. Cause, hmm, but like um, Mike Laidlaw oh I'm getting his name right Mark Dura pretty much the, the the whole writing staff for Dragon Age it is like they're pulling their emotions and just like things like and it always rings true this is what I learned from um, Marv Wolfman sometimes writers pull from their own personal lives and put them into in this case video games comic books sometimes film so, somebody probably on their writing staff. I guess this was their venting way. A pretty fucked up venting way. I'm talking about of loss, but. Whew. Yeah. Well, that can segue into my next uh, creepy level in a non horror game. That's the Scarecrow level in Arkham Asylum. Oh my god. I got PTSD. Because, I mean, the whole, the morgue scene was like, <laughs> just, oh, no. I recently replayed them. I was more angry as opposed to fearful because I remember, like, when they trigger. And I'm like, I kept on pausing it and yelling to my brother. I was like, who has the collection? Who at sometimes replay them at certain like certain times of the year? I'm like, mm -hmm. how many fucking times I have to deal with this scarecrow shit? And he's like, where you at? And, I, and it's literally the mission you was talking about. Like, oh, you just started. And I'm like, Fuck! Like, fuck scarecrow. I'm, yeah. I'm beating his ass when I see him. But like when you're walking down and like the fucking doors are banging open in the morning, I'm like, God damn it, this fucking just damn it. 
damn it. Yeah. And then it goes into, like, the full-blown, like... I mean, that shit where he's, like, ginormous with his, like, freaky eyes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, oh. I just... And then, anyway. the, and then they ruined him with Arkham Knight. Mm, yeah, but we're not going to talk about that one. We love the actor. Um, you, you ruin you. you, you if you're going to use no. him, use him responsibly. Don't just. I'm just. Yeah, it's just. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, two more levels. I don't know. Do you have any other? No, that ones? was just that was just it. Um, what's yours? Um, okay, so then the next one, um, is the refrigerator level from Control. <laughs> really? Because that fucking fridge, like, when that poor man is screaming, and he's like, please, let me out, I need a break, and I'm like, I'm done, don't look away, and then, like, and then he's gone. Yeah, I was like, ooh, yeah, you did. <laughs> And like, then when you have to, you have to fight that thing like three fucking times, and then each one it gets worse because then like the floor starts falling out from underneath you. So not only are you having to like pay attention to like this fucking monster eye thing, you have to keep track of the fucking floor, and that's just adding like the panicky thing where you're just like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, just. <laughs> Fucking love it. I just I love Remedy so much. I love him. Control. Um, that was one and of the... Then, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. Uh, Control is one of the first games I actually played from start to finish from Remedy. I couldn't get into um, Alan Wake. I just early couldn't. Um, but then when I triggered that event in Control, and I was like, oh, shit. The worlds are connected. I was like, wow. Because the, yeah. the typewriter is near the refrigerator and i was like wow that was that was fucking random but okay um but then i was like oh wait a minute if you hear the voices that means they're dead oh i was like did i just get spoiled so he's dead and then my brother and then yeah then, then my brother coming in with that convoluted i was like you know what i like control I need to finish the foundation, and there's another DLC. I heard those have some tinges of horror in it of those of those two DLCs. Oh, okay. But I still I, need to play the DLCs. So I haven't played it, but um, my favorite level in Control is actually um, oh my god, what's his um the security officer, the original security officer, and in the room that you go in to fight him. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Holy shit! Look at these wave of fucking enemies." Yeah, I was super tempted to put um, the level from um, that fucking DLC from um, Outer Worlds, like the murder mystery one. I can't even murder. Of murder of Aerodanos. Yes, but like where you have to search around the. Um, the oh. orchard no and everyone's like yeah. smiling with yeah. the fucking things in their throat which i'm like i know they're playing this like for comedic but this is genuinely terrifying or like, um see like big slugs running around like ugh, just ugh. but i did go with 
good old classic that I find still terrifying to this day anytime I have to go to this level. Um, and it's the Vault 22 in Fallout New Vegas, which if you guys aren't aware, it's the plant vault. Um, so it's the one you can get like a couple of ways, like one from a dude that wants you to like save the data from the vault and then another from a trick, uh, this lady that's like, not nah, bitch, you need to destroy that data. Uh, because it's like one where they were trying to grow, I think it was something like they were trying to grow like a super, um, plant or so like like an unstoppable or un like killable uh plant like variety like for food and stuff like that um but it obviously goes wrong because it's vault tech everything fucking goes wrong with them yeah um and it creates like these weird like hybrid plant people things that like hide in the plant so you could just be walking along just like being like la da da okay let's look for like this fucking information they need and then all of a sudden this plant monster is gonna jump out at you from the fucking side and you're just like what the fuck what the fuck like this fall off just there? uh new vegas new oh i have not played through new vegas it's honestly my favorite which might be blasphemy to say to some people that are like, no, it's Bethesda produced only, do or die. But, like, I don't know. New Vegas just feels a lot more lived in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, like, it's an actual world. I know someone was like, if you love the outer world, you love New Vegas. Like, it's, oh, it's really good. Like, I enjoy it. But anyway, that fucking Vault 22, so if you ever come across it, just, like, fair warning, watch out for the plants. That would be a, that, that would be a good ending to this podcast. <laughs> Beware the plants. But when we talk about the Outer Worlds, Peril on Gorgon. Towards the end, when you're going, haven't played that one. Do not say anything. Oh, <laughs> you thought Murder Eridanos was fucked up. Wait till you get to do not say anything. Do not say anything. Peril Gorgon. That's it. That's I'm... that's it. That that's it. <laughs> that, that is it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I keep losing my mojo to play video games like I'll start it up and then I'll be like eh, okay and then I just like lay down like a blob can we count the witcher 3 as a horror game uh, I don't think so I mean the amount of shit that Geralt is dealing with and I'm not even technically completing on I've barely made a dent in the I mean, story. because if you have to count, if you want to count that as a horror game, then we obviously have to just count life as one giant horror game that yeah. we can never escape from. Yeah, because, I mean, there's fucking parallels of fucking people believing in a mythological being like fucking Santa Claus. There's like, if you don't repent, shit, like, no, no, I'm not, my number one rule, yeah. I had a number one rule, I'm not bringing my atheist views on here. I'll be quiet. 
but I will okay. I will bitch and moan about tropes in video games before we go. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the the only two horror games that I started start to finish. Death Space, Resident Evil. Now okay. something that has been carried over and I'm pretty sure the Dead Space remake, to which I'm pissed the fucked off that is a PS5 exclusive. <sighs> Some bitches. Um, I'm pretty sure they're gonna carry this over. Is the limited space is supposed you supposed to learn um people you supposed to learn how to um conserve your your stuff and like you're getting wave after wave of these fucking monsters and enemies. You can't just bypass them and run, run off because that means you're going to be backtracking sink this down this one area to do this other specific fucking mission. So which means you either lose the ammo taking them out, so when you come back, you don't have to deal with them no more. So it was like the inventory system is shitty. The camera work is fucking shit, and then the fetch questing within these horror games. And the reason why I picked Dead Space and Resident Evil. I can't wait to play Dead Space 1 over again on, on next gen. The fact that I know Isaac will now talk back. This is one of the things they recently talked about. In the original Dead Space, Isaac would just have to sit there and take it. He can now talk back to people. Say, like So there was one where another person could do the job. Isaac, they want Isaac to do it instead. That obviously tells you, oh, this person is shady as fuck. Now, Isaac can respond in kind of, why can't you do it? You're more of an expert than I am on that thing. And they have to come up with excuses for why you have to do it. And and Isaac, then we're going to reply, like, fine. Like, thank you for putting that kind of thing, that one little thing that always irks me in horror games. Like, why the main character is not going to respond? Obviously, Dead Space came out in the early 2000s. While Resident Evil came out technically ninety nine, no, eight ninety. I'm looking it up. Okay. <laughs> Resident Evil. Thank you. Ooh, wow, number one. No, not to welcome the Raccoon City. Fuck that movie. <laughs> ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. Obviously, the games are dated, but if you want to re and they do have remakes for for Resident Evil One, that started the trend of Capcom remaking Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three, and now, I mean, all honestly, there should be no fucking remake for Resident Evil Four because there's already been what like three remakes for Resident Evil Four. Like what else? Yeah. Like, are you going to make them... Are they going to make the game look how Resident Evil... Resident Evil 1 Remake, I think, came out a couple of years before they, they really, like, all right, we're going to remake these games. And now they have an actual style on how these characters look now. And they did change Leon a little bit in Resident Evil 2 Remake. Are they going to keep going on with that if they're going to do it? Or are they going to be like, alright, this is the beginning, middle, and end of these remakes, but I just don't like the inventory system, the camera system, the weapon system. It's just like, it, it's taking me out to be, the whole point of these games is supposed to make me afraid. I shouldn't be playing a horror game when I'm more pissed off 
been afraid. Now, they're fun games. Well, to some people, like myself, they're fun, while other people, like, these are fucking scary, so which I don't know what we're, we're seeing two different things then. But, yeah. Like, I literally, I was with you, I was like, do I really want to start Resident Evil? Do I really want to, like, I played as Jill Valentine, but do I want to go over and play as Chris? Nah, I'm fine playing as Jill. I don't want to go back to just look at play as Chris. Nah, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fuego. I'm yeah. off. That's my soapbox. I'm off my soapbox on that. Okay. Okay. Um. But to touch base on that, I do always find it hilarious that like. Um, Resident Evil games uh, in order to heal they're like yes either eat this green herb or pour some water on your hand that was just decapitated or decapitated but like cut off and it'll be I know right back on you once again like I always know there's you know a level of disbelief you need to have for these things but yeah it's just fucking funny to me when video games because I know they're like oh what you want us to be super realistic with the healing and I'm like you don't have to be like super realistic but maybe you could I don't know have normal shit like bandages an antiseptic like like I know it's been a minute since I played Dead Space I do know I do remember like the damage of your your, your suit like they they because that was like your was that your health because you had to keep repairing it yeah you had to keep repairing the suit and they had that technically I started I started I remember in that specific time because of Naughty Dog the more hits you took the the more the world started going black and white mm-hmm. I know a lot of video games started using that element and you had to get to a specific area so you can but with Dead Space you had that but. It also is tied to your fucking suit, including the CO2. So that if you never refill, like when you get to a station and you didn't refill your CO2, your oxygen tank essentially, and repaired your suit, you fucked. My time you get to the next part of the station. Yeah. At least yeah. that made sense in terms of the health system. Yeah, I mean, there's been some games that have done like the kind of the motions with like. You know, taking the gauze, wrapping it up, or, you know, like, sort of, like, cleaning the wound and mm-hmm. things like that, which I appreciate, because it's just, I mean, it's one dumb little detail, and, like, I may be the only person that just thinks it's funny when they're like, oh, yes, I just splash some alcohol on it. I'm fine. Um like that shit just like cracks me up everyone else could be like yeah whatever it's fine I just want to get back to the game but like I appreciate when people at least do the motions character movements and the sound design of having someone actually patch themselves Um, something that's that's not Horf but Kojima did that in Metal Gear Solid 3 where you 
and I hope he don't create a horror game because I have an odd feeling he'll do exactly that. But in in I've been watching a stream, um, kind of funny. Um, their um, their crew has been replaying all of the Metal Gear games, and they're now in Metal Gear Solid Three. In that game, if you got a bullet, if you notice, and then it shows in the health system, your health is chipping away, chipping away, and then the end, your stamina is chipping away. That means Snake is injured. You have to go see where he's injured. Use the specific um, ointments, ailments, bandages, scalpel, and stuff just to take whatever is in him out. Then wrap the bandage, and then you're back. And then you have to eat some food to get the stamina and the health back. I was like, all that just to heal? Fuck! And I'm like, so far, story-wise, I can see what Kojima is doing. It's parallel, parallel, paralleling. God damn it! It's parallel to what we're going through in a way, minus the bombasticness of the Metal Gear world, in terms of government-wise. Yeah. But can you imagine a Kojima horror game with that type of health system? No. I don't want to play that. Not it's fucking spine tingling. I'm scared. I only played through one Kojima game, and that was Resident. That was fucking Metal Gear One. Well, all right, that no, this is fucking horror filled. Trying to figure out what is the correct chronological order for these fucking Metal Gear games. Mm, you're gonna need a lot of um, cork boards and red string. Yeah. I already, I already have enough for Ghostbusters and Dragon Age. I, I don't need. Yeah. I don't need another one for Metal Gear. Yeah. That's why I don't play those games. <laughs> oh man, this is a good episode. Actually, this was a good one. We we had some. Uh, yeah. Some good rec- recommendations, and these recommendations once again are. Let me scroll back up. Little Shop of Horrors, the OG and the 80s musical, Creep Show season one and two. No, that's Creep Show movie one oh. and two plus the series. Thank you. The Lady Vanishes, Pet Cemetery, Silent Rage, Kingdom of the Spiders, and my own personal touch, Army of Darkness. Yay! Watch and enjoy. And in t- and the next episode, we're gonna have the Grinny Man. Mm. Is they gonna come for us? Probably. Is one of us going to die? More than likely. Maybe. But, but until then. <laughs>